You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. Episode 11, you guys. I think this is going to be the final episode of season one, and I love 11. Some people can be pretty obsessed with the number 11. But in uh, numerology, it's the gateway to enlightenment. And honestly, you guys, like these techniques, these perspectives, this 10,000 foot zoomed out view where we can see the push pull of the ego, where we can see our greatest expression, where we can feel all of the things on a cellular level that we desire in our life. Like it... (laughs) It requires us to be willing to suspend our belief systems. So Wayne Dyer, who is not on this earth anymore, I was recently listening to something of his, and I just, I love him. He he has this air of kindness and love that is, it's just so obvious that you can feel through his words, even though his message can be really fierce at times. And he was talking about how we go to the movies. We go to the movies and there's crazy things on the movies, but we're so willing to suspend our belief system so we can be entertained. And it's the same thing about life, you guys. This is a really fun, it can be a really fun journey. Yeah, it's going to be intense. Make no mistake. And this is not about positive thinking because positive thinking only goes so far until the volcano blows and you're just pissed. We got to change on a cellular level, and that requires us to suspend our belief systems and to zoom out the view and to see from up above and entertain, wow, how is my lower self seeing this? How does my higher self see this? And how do I feel? Because how you feel is going to be the direct indicator of which self, lower or higher self, that you're aligned with. In this season, there is lots of techniques. Lots of techniques that have been layered into the episodes. And I challenge you to take one and master it. Master it over the next 30 days. Just see what that mastery looks like when you're willing to suspend your belief systems and put this thing into into effect. So one of my favorites, which really helped me along the years and still does, is the opposite. It's the opposite game, right? So if I'm feeling, I think fear and excitement is a really great one to explore this with because we know physiologically that fear and excitement have the same reaction in the body. So it's really our choice. And we, this society is, we are, oh man, we are so freaking scared of everything. We are so scared of making the wrong choice that we just paralyze ourselves and we don't make a choice at all. And we just feel like, and then we complain about how we're stuck, right? We're never stuck. We're always creating. It's just what direction are you creating momentum in? Are you creating it towards the lower self and a life of temporary happiness and a lot of misery? Or are we creating momentum towards our higher self, which is really freedom from the mind, freedom from the ego? Or are we kind of stuck in the middle? This happens too. And then we just get wishy-washy results. Some things work out. Some things don't work out. Some days are good. Some days are bad. And so we want to be more purposeful. 
it's really important to see where we are now. So the awareness piece is, is monumental to be able to see where we are now. Next step is, can we accept where we are now? You know, when I started to look at what I was putting out into the world, I was horrified. I believe that I was here to be a light um, for, for myself so that I can be a light for others. I can just be a light, whether you want to look at it or not is, is up to you. But I believe that I was here to be a light. And we are not going to transcend those things, but we can be the light in the face of them. We can be the light. So I love the opposite game. So fear and excitement, right? You're scared about the changes. You're scared about what's going to happen in the future. You're scared about the security of your job. You're scared about going out and riding the bike. You're scared about your spouse going out and riding the bike on the road. You can so easily begin through self-dialogue to attune yourself to the opposite. I'm so excited for my spouse to come home from the bike ride. I'm so excited for the possibilities of what's going to happen with my job because I know if one door closes, about 10 more are going to open. I'm so excited about walking into the house at night in the dark. I'm so excited about using my new headlamp and going out for a night run for the first time. I'm so excited because the unknown is where all our possibilities live. And fear is always about the unknown. It's always about what may happen next. When we're fully present, we can't be fearful. We can't be fearful when we're fully just in a moment and using our tools, zooming out our view to remind ourselves that we're fine. We are so fucking fine. We're okay. Fear is always about what's going to happen next. It's always about the what if. And when we stay there and we choose it and we live from it and we make decisions from it and then we make purchases from a place of fear, you guys, all we're doing is creating more reasons to feel fearful in our life. And so that you can look at that and say, well, that's a that's a suck, right? Like that's a kidney punch, but it's not a kidney punch because it's for you. You love yourself so much. You're going to give yourself opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to transcend the limits, to recondition the mind. And so the, the conditioning is deep. Guys, it's deep, but it's not insurmountable. So take one technique, put it to use. I love the opposite game, right? The other thing I love is the calm game. Because sometimes you might be so scared or so low, you know, so depressed, so whatever, whatever it is that we want to label the feelings that we're having. You might feel so bleh that feeling the opposite is just bullshit for you. And you're like, no, that's fuck that. I, no. Be where you are. Now, just are you willing to get calm? Are you willing to get calm? Are you willing to extend your exhales twice as long as your inhales? Because we know that that's going to start to shift the nervous system. It's going to put us into a more parasympathetic state. And it's from that platform of calm that we really begin to become powerful. So those are a couple of my favorites. Um, and this is this whole thing, it's a it's a trip home, you guys. It's a return to who we truly are. We forgot who we were. We forgot who we are. 
it's totally fine. Everybody's walking around and they have no idea who they are. We are the energy that creates worlds. We are the essence of source light. We are the universe and everything in the universe. So it's not it's not the old world view where the sum of its parts equals the whole, right? That light, that source energy, God, the universe, mother nature, whatever you want to call it, it's not separate from you. It's in every cell, every tr- tens of trillions of cells in your human being is that source. So it's the whole is in all of the parts. The whole is in all of the parts. It's not all of the parts equals the whole. You guys, we are whole right now. We are complete right now. We might be in an intense situation in our life. We might just be in the most easeful month of our life. We are complete and we are whole at our essence, no matter what. And yoga, which is what I'm coming at you with is the yoga of life. And I jotted this down in my journal the other day. Let me find it. It might even, it might be total gibberish, but I don't care. Um, Here it is. Yoga teaches us to observe ourselves. It lends us its limbs and guiding tenants so that we may become the masters of our responses the master of our responses, because every word we're speaking, every thought we're indulging, every action we're taking is the precursor to what's coming next. It's so cool. We are so powerful. We are creative energy. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. It is our most natural state to be spiritual, to be limitless, to be all-knowing and ever-powerful. So if we're not attending to that in our training and our racing, ah, uh, it's going to be so much work. The legs are going to feel so heavy. But when we realize that the heavy legs are only 10% and there's 90% available that loves us unconditionally and loves those heavy legs, that we don't have to do this all alone. And no matter how intense it gets, no matter how steep the climb is. None of it has to be hard. And that has everything to do with becoming the master of our response. So, you know, we come here to this earth, we pass through the amnesia portal known as the womb, we come into this world. And um, this world is an ego world. It's a world of contrast, light and dark, evil and good. Death and birth, um, creation and destruction. It's, it's quite magnificent. It's quite magnificent. And I understand that some folks here on this earth are born into really tough conditions. And the loving story behind that is that I know that no matter where we are, where exactly where we need to be for our our soul healing. I don't know the journey of those souls. I only know what I know, what I've experienced, what I've unearthed. And it's been instrumental in my ability to, oh my God, just be compassionate and loving and not be such a bitch. Like being a bitch was 
I was really good at that. And oh man, she's still in there. I laugh at her because I'm like, whoa, whoa, Nelly, get the reins on that thing. And yoga is means to yoke, right? To yoke, to steer, to harness. And yoga is the science of the mind. Ancient science of the mind is really where I am moving from. I use it. I use those guiding tenets, the eight limbs of yoga and the 10 yamas and niyamas as a way to just kind of like, they're like my rumble strips, a way to just kind of stay in my lane and work on me. Because what I've seen is that when I turn in, when I turn those eyeballs in, when I look and say, what's the loving story here? Where is this within me? That's, that's probably a third, one of my most favorite techniques. You could, you could use that for the next 30 days. I see that the people around me benefit so much more than if I was saying, oh, BJ, my husband, BJ, you got to do this, or my sister, you need to work less, or you need to do this, or you need to do that. No. I turn in and I say, whoa, what is this need to make other people change? Where is this within you? What is so unacceptable within you that you are now seeing it in other people? And go there and get calm and sit with it and, and, and learn to be okay with where you are. Because where you are is the jumping off point for everything that you, that you dream of. So um, yes, take a technique, 30 days, use it. This whole thing, it's just a return back to who we are, our most natural state. And while we're here, we get to indulge and have so much fun with the amazing technology and um, the abundance that it's available here. Like abundance is amazing. Material things are super fun. Just watch the attachment to them. If you are a triathlete, what would happen if you went to get your bike and somebody took it? What would be that initial response? And I think it was Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus said something along the lines of like, you know, if they take your, if they take something from you, like offer them a coat too. Like, what else do you need? What, what else can I give? Give freely always. Give freely always. That doesn't mean put your bike out in the street and say, uh, don't steal me. But be okay. Be okay with what happens and understand that it's all a creation of your soul's journey and all your responses and your choices. And it's never a punishment. It's always for your highest expression because you guys, we need you. We need you to be more of you. I love you. You are loved unconditionally simply because you exist. Simply because I exist, I am loved unconditionally. That is a good one to go to sleep to. Let that marinate in the subconscious. You can't screw this up. I mentioned earlier about this paralysis around making the right choice, the wrong choice. So about six months ago, I just got this hit that I was going to get a bike. I was going to get back on the bike. And I just like I kind of just let it come and I meditated and I just would get hits and I started seeing a lot of canyons around and probably because I want to we have a relationship with them and I wanted to ride a canyon and I just love the sleek design and I love the German engineering and I love the guys there. Like we've created a relationship with them. And um, and I just knew that when the time was right, that I would know when to pull the trigger, that there wasn't going to be a lot of hemming and hawing. That's typically not my MO anyway. My MO would be rash decisions because I don't like to overthink things. So now I'm finding that finesse between intuitiveness and not feeling rushed because there's nothing about spirit or higher intelligence that rushes you. 
I did the homework. I contacted Canyon, talked to our buddy Brian over there, looked at a couple different bikes online, back and forth. You know, not crazy, maybe like five emails back and forth. And then it was literally a week ago. Yeah, but a week and a half ago, I was like, I'm going to order my bike today. I came out of meditation. I'm like, I'm going to get my bike today. Got the bike, got all the gear that goes along with it, like got into alignment with the purchase, felt really grateful, felt really abundant and um, went out for for a ride today. And I was, you know, I went out yesterday quickly, just like five mile ride to, you know, see like, my God, can I still ride a bike? I haven't had a bike for two years. And guess what? It's just like riding a bike. And I felt so free and a big smile. And then I came home and PJ said, so how is it? And I said, my God, like, I don't think it could be any more perfect. The shoes are perfect. The position of the seat is perfect. Like the bike, everything feels amazing. I just love it. And I didn't overthink it. And I didn't hem and haw. And I didn't freak out about the purchase. And you know, I stayed in alignment and I stayed in trust. And I went out again this morning. I was just grinning from ear to ear, number one, because riding a bike is something I loved as a child. And we got to, if we're not having fun in life, if we're not enjoying our life, you guys, what did you do as a child? What did you love as a child? Go do that. Run in a field, like lay down on the ground and roll down a hill, get on your bike, do something that you love so much. What I forgot about is that, oh my gosh, it's going to open me up to all these new connections with people at stoplights. Like, so, hey, how you doing? Oh my God, I get to say woohoo, you know, on a Friday morning and, um, and ride along the Pacific, uh, the Pacific Ocean. Like, it was amazing. But I, the ego is also there. I want to say this is, this is interesting. So here I am, total joy, loving it, connecting with people. And then looking down at the speed and the ego saying, oh, you're still slow Um, or, you know, passed a guy and was like, oh, yeah, you passed the guy. Right. Like and then got passed and it was like, oh, you got passed. You suck. And it's like and I'm just watching this interplay of the ego coming in the front door, coming in the back door. And I came up to a light And I was just quiet and I was just listening to the birds and I was listening to the ocean and a guy came up next to me and he stopped and neither of us said good morning. We were just quiet. And the green light went and he went out ahead of me and I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I've definitely heard or or seen or experienced with other people and I'm sure through the ego, through my own thoughts, like somebody comes up to you at a stoplight, they don't say hello. Well, they're an asshole, right? Like what a jerk. And he looks like a really good cyclist too, right? Which for whatever reason, the ego says that makes him more of a jerk. And so I'm riding behind him and I see him, he's cruising and I see him unclip his shoe and there's this, it's like a balaclava or something, you know, like a ski mask, which I'm sure is somebody's mask, COVID mask. And he unclips his shoe grabs the mask on the tip of his shoe and flings it off the side of the road. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this experience because what is the loving story here? The loving story is is that he cares about other cyclists. He cares about runners. He cares about the people who are going to ride this path after him. And he wanted it to be clear. So if I had decided that he was a jerk because he didn't say good morning, and by the way, I didn't say good morning either, and I wasn't a jerk, I was feeling really peaceful and amazing in that moment, 
then I would have missed this opportunity to feel love for this man. So anytime we feel angry or frustrated, it's because it's ignorant. That sounds like such a harsh word, right? But it is. It's ignorance. We're not seeing the whole story. We're not seeing the whole story. So I thought that was really cool. This guy just subconsciously showing me um, that I am loved by him, that he is loved and he cares. So uh, keep your eye on that, you guys. You can't screw this up, right? Even if I got the bike and rode out there and was like, oh, my God, it just does not fit my body. Well, that would have given me an opportunity to be totally a master at disassembling the bike, putting it back in the box, making the return, making a new choice, getting a new bike, right? It's just everything is an opportunity for us to master it. So if you are that person who, when I said one out of a thousand and you're drooling, stay with this. This is for you a hundred percent. If mastery is the only option, stay with this. Stay with me because that's that's where I'm going, baby. That I'm going right to the source, my friend. And I think that's it. Thank you so much for living bravely with me, for suspending your belief systems, for being willing to attain a level of understanding that opens you to having and holding and and being the perspective of all perspectives. And I'm going to leave, you know what? I'm going to leave with a beautiful, powerful quote from A Course in Miracles. This thing brings me to my freaking knees. And it reminds me that we are powerful. And it reminds me that a lot of the times we are fighting for our limitations. We're fighting for our bad back. We're fighting for our low bank balance. We are fighting for our broken down car. We are fighting for our bike that we don't think is good enough. We are fighting so often for our limitations and we are denying our limitless nature. And so here it goes. Lay down your arms and come without defense into the quiet place where heaven's peace holds all things still at last. Lay down all thoughts of danger and of fear. Let no attack enter you. Lay down the cruel sword of judgment that you hold against your throat and put aside the withering assaults with which you seek to hide your holiness. Here you will understand there is no pain. Here does the joy of God belong to you. And remember that God, whatever that means to you, is not separate from you. You are an individualized reflection of source light. You are ever powerful, all knowing, limitless in your beingness. I am incapable of seeing you any other way. The time is now. We are the ones we've been waiting for. There is nothing to fear. Step forward, my brave warriors. This is what we were meant to do. Wake Athlete Podcast Season 1. Peace out. Peace out.